Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. Not much. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, ended up getting the day off, uh, surprisingly, uh, because of the because of the inclement weather. We had like uh, two inches of rainfall. You mean like the, the tornado warnings? <laughs> yeah, the tornado warnings, the high wind alerts. Uh, they just didn't want us outside, so got the day off, which was nice. But I actually, I was telling you in the pre-show, I feel more tired having the day off, spending it with my kids, than I would have if I had just been at work all day. Yeah. I don't know how that works. but Kids are exhausting. Yeah, seriously. I, I worked with, uh, so Liam's obviously doing a lot of remote learning right now, and um, he's been doing, I had to help him do a lot of his spelling stuff. Uh, just like he hasn't been doing a spelling test because my mom hasn't been doing it for him. So we ran through about, we ran through about mm, six hours worth of schoolwork today with him. And, uh, that was, that was, that's all the time I wanted with my son today. I was done. I was done after that. I don't know how teachers do it, man. I wish grandma would do my spelling test. Jeez. Well, you know what I mean? I had to tell him the words and he had to spell them. Like, I didn't actually write the spelling test for him, but, oh, man. uh, no, he's, he's, I mean, he didn't make any mistakes, which is great. So it made it go really quickly. Listen, spelling's overrated. We got spell check. We got Grammarly. <laughs> like we don't, yeah. we don't need Well, that's that. the thing is like, they're like, oh, like have them type it into this Google doc and then just submit it to the teacher. I'm like, well, the Google doc auto corrects their spelling. So why the fuck are we why are we playing this game right now? It doesn't make any sense. Honestly, I don't even think we need to learn how to read or write anymore because these machines are just reading our mind. Like today, Pat, I wrote an entire email. I wrote an entire email by hitting three letters and the space bar, and it autofilled everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and like exactly what I wanted to say. It's just like ty- typing a neighbor. It's like I'm like oh, I gotta tell him I'm gonna move my car. I type in I space. Hi, I'm going to move my car. Like what? What is the wizardry? <laughs> that Google and Amazon and all of them have because it's getting freaky, Pat. It's just it's freaky. called it's called monetizing your personal uh, personal personal data. Uh, ID. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's all your personal data gets monetized and sold, and that's and we've been completely yes. There, you have no privacy anymore. I'm re- but the, I'm ready the, the good news the is that you don't have to lo- you don't have to read anymore. So yeah, exactly. I'll trade, I'll trade off not having to read anymore for them to download ads directly into my brain. I think that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the brave new world we're living in. Thanks, Huxley. <laughs> so, uh, well, speaking of our brave new world that we're in, uh, obviously we haven't been playing a lot of face to face paper magic. But you says guest on you, this week. Pat. <laughs> well, I said face to face paper magic. I don't know. Are you bringing people in your apartment, Jerry? Well, I, I kind of could computer screen as face to face. I'm probably closer no. to your face virtually now than if we were like standing because you have that six foot rule where even before coronavirus started you didn't want to be too close to me so people would associate us right yeah i don't ever ever want to be close to anybody that's just how i roll uh that's why i flail my arms wildly as i walk uh but you brought a guest on who's gonna kind of teach us the ropes and how to basically like you know stream paper magic matches and uh get to play paper that way hell yeah we have legacy and vintage extraordinaire also mtg finance guru <laughs> and and friend of the show <laughs> and friend of the show 
<laughs> lover, most importantly, lover, that's his most important title. <laughs> lover of shiny Japanese cards, Mister mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Roland Chang. How are you, sir? I'm great. And uh, thank, that was a hell of an introduction. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, now you got to live up yeah, to it. <laughs> well, I mean, I got the Japanese shiny stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> that's proof right there. But, uh, you know, I, I really hope that, uh, you know, it can show you guys that stuff in person one of these days again. But uh, that's what yeah. we're faced with. <laughs> yes. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, I wanted to have you on the cast because you you've started up a sweet little group for everyone who needs that uh, paper legacy fix. Uh, we'll get into that. But before we do that, tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, you're kind of well known in if in the community for a couple different reasons. Uh, sure. Um, so back in the day, like 16, 15 years ago, I was playing vintage and I uh, was able to capture a vintage uh, title over at uh, Gen Con in two thousand five took it down with five colored stacks and uh the following year um i had actually during the summer i had my stuff stolen a little bit so about like you know 15k stuff of yeah japanese foil stuff black border power pretty rough uh but you know what stuck with me so like Mm -hmm. wait 15k at the time so 15k in 2005 (laughs) and i was transporting about 5k of my teammates uh cards that was supposed to go to gen con as well for being borrowed but um i lost all of that inside of a large rook case you know those things right holds like eight deck yeah. boxes yeah that is that like one of the wheelie cases uh, no it was just big suit like briefcase type thing that uh it was full metal but could contain uh, yep. eight deck boxes inside of it this is before we started uh double sleeving and uh um, yep. so i lost that entire thing and uh, it was it was a real you know gut check of like where am I at in this city? I mean I was only like in into New York for about like two three months, and uh, yeah I, I had set my hopes to you know maybe take down another title and um, I didn't have any more cards and the community came together to help me out. Uh, they sent me cards uh, held turn like Ray Rilbelard, uh one of the vintage uh, stalwarts. He was able to you know raise um enough to get a mox jet for me uh so i could help pay back you know uh some of the cards that i lost i mean jacob orlov was you know a gentleman about it he said just give me the five mox in and we'll be squared away and uh you know i went to gen con that year not even having any hopes but uh a, a teammate of mine from team mean deck um, mike herbig um, he let me borrow all the cards for goblins in the prelims of legacy got smashed i went like oh three drop <laughs> so you know i go back to my roots and i'm like all right so how about blue green madness in a time when goblins was like you know primo um yeah. and i took it down i uh got to the wow. top eight and then all the stars aligned you know how it's really freaking hard to you know win one of those yeah. things you have to have all the things in your favor um combo took out goblins in the semifinals on the other side i took out landstill and um, then I captured the title against, uh, what was that, Gamekeeper Salvagers. So ripping the uh, circular logic to be able to for- or to counter his last uh, LED attempt and uh, swung it for the kill uh-huh. with like some wild mongrels and wow. aquamibos. <laughs> Gold- golden days of legacy. What was it? Was it around like 2007? That was 2006. 2006 so, yeah yeah man good times that was that was some great legacy play action back then 
Yep. So I took a like six years off after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go out, yeah. go out the champion. You know, win win it all and go into retirement. <laughs> yeah, I got a con back into this whole you know game and everything with uh, an offer that I couldn't refuse. Someone <laughs> set me up with uh, you know four workshops for eight hundred dollars back in two thousand twelve, and you know I was hooked hooked again. So um, here I am, you know, trying to kind of repay the community back with uh, some of the um, services through what we're doing with the Magic Paper Online. And uh, it's it's a new group, but also, you know, organizing in New York City and trying yeah. to be, you know, a, a force to bring together all the legacy old school and vintage players and, you know, any other formats as well. But um, just keeping it strong in here uh, in the in the city. Yeah, definitely. And that that is good to bring up because you are you are a pretty prominent member of the New York City uh, Magic Players group for, you know, Legacy and Vintage and all the eternal formats. But uh, yeah, I think there's New York. It's a huge place. I'm sure there's plenty of people who, um, you know, haven't come across that corner of uh, the magic culture down there. Uh, so let's let's talk about your new project that you just got started. What we really wanted to have you on the cast for, um, you know, what's this new group that you started and what, what's its purpose? So it's MTGPO, so Magic Paper Online, and uh, <laughs> so original, right? So <laughs> the uh, the group is really a hub, you know, for players from all around the world to connect and play, and play with their paper magic, so that they can, you know, do it over webcam services, web conferencing, and um, I didn't really get into it until about two weeks ago. So uh, you're seeing this group. Um, MTGPO on Facebook that was launched literally on Friday of last week. It was a little, mm -hmm. um, I, I, with my group in uh, New York city, it's kind of a great testing ground so that I can put something together and have like a good, good core to, you know, test that market. But there was a need. And, um, I kind of realized this after watching two of my friends stream it, right. They had, um, both their battlefields on the camera on stream on Twitch and they were commentating over it. So they were just doing mm -hmm. this through OBS Ninja. I mean, something that was, I guess, very uh, commonly used by streamers. And I had no idea. And so that really caught my attention. And suddenly I was just really hooked and set up my really rinky-dink uh, <laughs> <laughs> stacked books plus a counterweight, a ruler, and two rubber bands. I was able to <laughs> put together a, a, a phone mount to you know capture my my battlefield and then signed up for zoom, which is apparently, you know, under some privacy issues, but at the same time, um, it's okay. Amazon already reads our mind. So it's, yeah. I'm sure zoom's fine. <laughs> They're all, the Russians are listening to us right now, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, honestly, if they want to hack into my magic match against Jeremy, I'd be like, you know, so pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it when the KGB drops in on all of my testing sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I like is that you uh, you saw a problem. Well, you saw, you saw something you wanted to do and we engineered a, a a unique solution to your problem using what was it again? A ruler, a couple of rubber bands. You just had to MacGyver your way into this thing, right? Yep, I MacGyvered the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is awesome. So uh, we've talked about it before, and and one of the things that like I I obviously like to play Magic, but I really dislike playing Moto. It's just for me, it's just you lose a lot of the. I, I like the abil the ability to use my actual cards. Like you know, Roland, like I've bought cards from you. I like mm -hmm. to buy like Japanese, like OG original original looking cards, original frame if I can. Yep. 
and uh, that's just that's just what I really like to play with. And Moto never has that option for me. Um, so this gives people a chance to play with their actual paper decks, the things that they really put a lot of. I mean, especially for legacy and vintage players, like it is a lot of love and time and attention that we put into building these decks and being able to to play with that actual deck, that physical deck, and also kind of. If you're streaming it, like you get to share that with people too, which is a pretty cool experience, right? Yeah, totally. And um, I think towards the end of March, when we were really were starting to get into this whole lockdown, I was actually getting pretty depressed. I was like looking at my cards and like, uh, I can't do anything with these things. Mm. <laughs> or yeah, I mean, or should I just buy a PC and uh, you know hop onto MTGO and rent an account and then spend even more money on Magic? <laughs> yep. Uh, pretty rough. So I figured it was a more economical way, and also just you know it's it's more personable than um, going on a moto and just I don't know looking at the chat to see if your opponent's gonna even say anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So so can you just kind of run us down sort of what it's like playing like these paper games online? Like, are you able to talk to the other player? How do you communicate with them? You know, how does that work exactly? Sure. So, um. This, the initial startup is really just setting up a web conferencing. So you'll have um, either uh, Google Hangouts or Skype, FaceTime through Facebook, and even Zoom. And that's where you have that platform so that you can share cameras. And if you have one that's facing you, you know, let's say on your laptop, here we are, and then um, maybe one that's suspended above your battlefield, you're sharing two mm-hmm. screens, and then uh, both players then can watch each other's hands, but also see maybe facial expressions and also carry a conversation. So, mm-hmm. so you're actually joining with, uh, with four people. So every one on one match is actually four connections to the zoom meeting room because you connect with your computer webcam for the facial expressions. And then you use your cell phone to connect to the board state. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And it doesn't always have to be that way. Like some of the, folks on discord right now they're competing against each other without even looking at each other there's all they're just doing is showing each other's battlefields and uh, obviously there's some risk there you really hope that your opponent is being honest and you know good intents to play a fair game of magic they're not stacking their deck off camera or something or adding in Mm -hmm. cards and i think that's the biggest deterrent of this whole thing but you know we, we live by an honor code not to cheat in this game and we also hope that our opponents you know abide by that as well i mean it's it's gentleman's magic which is the way legacy was always intended to be played well (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly i don't know if i should say intended but you know it's it's been a long-standing tradition in in uh legacy circles you know you you don't play that deck necessarily because that wouldn't be the gentleman's magic way to play it right but you know we we spend anywhere from an hour and a half, almost up to two hours playing this uh, over webcam. And I, at this point in two weeks' time, I've probably done over 20 uh, different sessions with uh, you know various people, sometimes repeats. And um, I mean, that's, that's logging almost over 40 hours when it comes down to wow. it. And just, you know, getting either walking people through their setups. And uh, like earlier today, I was just talking to Joe Brennan, who is not tech savvy whatsoever and he's also kind of probably afraid of it but you know just easing that easing him into this whole thing of like you know it's not going to hurt you just like mm-hmm. share a couple things uh <laughs> maybe download zoom because it's like you know privacy <laughs> issues and everything right I'm not a great influence but 
The, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, he he actually adopted it, and um, he's going to be playing with uh, all his crew in New Jersey, and they don't they can keep social distancing, and I think that's important to you know also stay connected with your friends that you you really enjoy good times with. So um, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he's picking it up and there's all these other players that are now actually approaching this hub, MTGPO. And mm-hmm. not only are the players coming, the uh, the organizers um, of those same discords, the Facebook groups, um, getting me, I've been reaching out proactively to some of the other, uh, I guess, leaders of the, the communities like uh, Travis Parsley. Just finally met him mm-hmm. yesterday after he watched uh, Tiger King's episode eight. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Hold on a sec. It's like one in the morning. Can you wait for me and my wife to watch Tiger King?" <laughs> I mean, he made the right choice. He made yes. the right choice. <laughs> I was like, "Absolutely." I mean, I, I was interested. I almost wanted to watch it without my wife, but you know, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be alive today if that happened. So she would have fed you to the tiger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, she'll take care of me for sure. <laughs> the uh, the I am never going to financially recover from this meme has become one of my favorite memes of all time. <laughs> I, I, my favorite one I saw is like, uh, touches the thermostat, my dad. Yeah. I'm never going to financially recover from <laughs> Any this. Any father, someone leaves a door open and turns the thermostat up two degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. So, that, so first of all, that's great. I, I mean, obviously it's... We love to thank people who are out there really trying to grow the community or keep the community alive. And these are pretty unique circumstances that we're in right now. And finding um, creative uh, solutions to that is just a wonderful thing. So that's that's awesome. I'm really glad that you're getting people to get over their fear of technology or their distrust of, of big tech and then saying, well, whatever, like they can see, they can see my stream paper, you know, games of magic. So are, are people uh, streaming these games or are they, is it just like, you know, people privately having these matches? What do you see more of out there? So it's maybe, I would say the majority of it, it's really just private games. I mean, people are LFG or looking for games and mm-hmm. in these discords that let's say the, you know, the, uh, MTG Paper Legacy or MTG Paper Vintage that was just got created yesterday. I mean, these are discords that have anywhere from 100 to 200, 300 players, and they're all just trying to get together, but also organize through the mods. They, the the mod, moderators on those uh, discords are putting together weekly challenges. And mm-hmm. um, in some cases, even organizing monthly, like monthly type of tournaments and uh, two months out, let's say maybe we won't be, you know, doing as much of this. But this offers a platform for a lot of players that are international. Like I, I was spending so much more time with uh, Fausto de Souza out of Brazil. Um, he invited me on to uh, co-pilot one of his uh, legacy leagues, and we went four mm-hmm. one with uh, Blue Red Delver. So nice. It's still alive, Pat. It's still alive. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. I've done a couple of these with a couple different people. And, like, I'm playing matches with people in Georgia. I'm playing Pat matches with people in California, with people in Canada and Colorado. And you were just on You were just on the Legacy Pit uh, on Saturday, right? Yeah. Streaming some magic. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up last night. I did uh, the Legacy Pit. Me and uh, Travis did some uh, virtual sessions. We played for probably two or three hours on stream. Uh, you know, I, stre- I had uh, my paper set up. Uh, Travis had his paper set up. And it was 
just an awesome time. You know, it, it, it really does capture that, you know, being there with someone that magic online doesn't have, um, Mm -hmm. but still having the convenience of playing, you know, in front of your computer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really now. Were there any, tell me of any like challenges you kind of encountered that you think other people might have too, when you're playing or even setting these up. So yeah. sorry, go ahead. Did, did you, we, we walked through kind of, but could you just kind of give uh, uh, people, the uh, get more detailed breakdown of like how to actually set it up. I think you have it in the group as well. A uh, some information on the best setup strategies. Yeah, uh, give me one second. And also, while you're looking that up, is uh, the MTGPO is that a, a group I can link in the uh, show notes as well for people to join? Yeah. So there's the Facebook.com groups, and then I believe it's the short one, uh, short. Yeah, MTG, like yeah. MTG, I, I just yeah. want to make sure it's something yeah. I can sh- I can share with people. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it's a closed group or how that works exactly. Uh, no, that was just it's a public group. Um, I mean, I think I should probably just make it fully public, but I don't know if it's going to be really that great if we just let every single person in. Of course, uh, because yeah. these are like mainly people that really want to uh, you know play paper magic. So. Mm-hmm. But we, we did put together some documentation, including like 10 tips for, um, you know, the best type of gameplay. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just really talking about lighting and uh, uh, audio setup. But we we have a good, how to get started type of uh, document, too. So um, it's really just showing your battlefield. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, so if you have a camera that's going to be able to capture about, you know, 20 inches above the battlefield... Mm-hmm. then that's all you really need. Have some audio so that you guys can communicate. And then, you know, make sure that that, you know, video feed is able to go through, you know, Skype or some kind of like Discord or Facebook Messenger, Google Hangouts. I mean, your your webcam that's t- tied to your laptop is plenty enough, but your battlefield is going to be flipped if you're not using like an overhead type of oh, okay. uh, webcam. So uh, what we usually use is um, landscape orientation so that um, if you were taking a picture, it's just going to go like the, the broad way. And then you can uh, kind of capture more of the, the play mat and where you're going to be playing. But there's always the OBS Ninja that is extremely easy to use. It's just OBS.Ninja, um, mm-hmm. just typing that into the URL string. And uh, you can just you know connect that to your camera and immediately have... Uh, a link that you can share with your opponent and um, they can see what your screen actually looks like and they do the same thing and then suddenly you're all set. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think this is going to be the project I work on this week is getting this set up because I know that uh, I'll be doing some streaming on Saturday at the very least, but I think this is a, a really cool project to get into and playing Paper Magic is is where it's at for me, so I think it's awesome. It, it's awesome for hangouts too. Like that's what I, we did is I had a group of like probably six people all hanging out and it would, it would come out to be like two people playing and then the other four people watching and kind of just shooting the shit as we're, you know, talking about the game and then going off on tangents and other stuff. It mm-hmm. just, it makes for a really good uh, atmosphere. Yeah. So going back to your question about like, you know, are these just private matches versus streaming? We, are seeing more of the streaming element of it come up. And even just talking to some of the MTG legacy paper mods earlier today, Mm -hmm. I was, we we were discussing about, you know, should we just do feature matches too, for like, you know, those that are what four and O for the weekly challenge. And then 
you know, get other spectators in and then just maybe put it up on Twitch or something so that more people can actually see some of the high-level magic that's being played for Legacy. Yeah, that's awesome. But overall, I'd say, like, you know, it is picking up, and uh, we're even trying to promote that type of streaming in New York with... We have our audio engineer guy, uh, Jeremy Siegel, and mm-hmm. um, another another guy that is uh, helping admin our group, uh, David Tao. And the three of us are trying to just, you know, uh, produce this type of uh, quality content if possible. I mean, it all looks super basic i'm sure to a lot of those producers out there already but i asked uh you know travis to give me some t- uh travis parsley to give us some tips and now how he does the uh legacy pit and mm-hmm. i mean mad props to what he's like built over there and i think that you know with his guidance i think we can you know get more people to share like even any of their games and uh showing that webcam magic is still alive and beyond just you know what they've been doing for years over on old school it's across vintage as well as legacy now. So um, I, I'd love to see this kind of grow over the year, uh, over next, the next few months at least, and maybe you know get up to 400, 500 people inside that group so that we'll have an audience that we can um, symbiotically like, you know, send people to these discords so that they can mm-hmm. compete, play, but also bring back those same people back to the uh, Facebook group, maybe invite their friends, and then they'll know where to go and know how to set up and then um, we have more people still active and uh, playing a lot of play paper magic. Very cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like this could really be a um, big time for Legacy to, to expand its user base. Just because there, how many times have we heard about people who love Legacy and they want to play Legacy, but they you know live somewhere where there just isn't a Legacy scene? Um, I feel it'll, it'll help retain those players and the players who really want to try legacy will know that they have a way to actually, you know, use these multi-thousand dollar decks that they're investing in. 100%. So some of the thing that I, I noticed today, even just, uh, people looking for games, there was a guy in Belgium, there was a guy in Germany that just hopped on in the middle of my work day. And I'm like, yeah, I want to spectate. <laughs> I mean, don't tell my employer, but <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see what's going on between you know Belgium versus Germany. Um, mm-hmm. But there's uh, there there are guys in you know Japan that I've played Magic with before, and Magic is it's a universal language when you look at it. I mean, there's you have the symbol and the artwork, and we know what it does. So that bridges that gap. And like, even if all of my cards are in German and Japanese. <laughs> I could still at least play magic with, you know, all the English speaking people over here in the States. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's not a big F you to those people, but it's just more of like, you know, F you to the, (laughs) the the newbies trying to pick up my deck and play with it. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, I I try to like give them some pointers at least. But, um, yeah, I mean, I found that traveling, uh, around the world, you get to, um, communicate with people, magic Mm -hmm. players without, um, too much, uh, you know, it's not verbal. It's just all uh, in the head and being able to just, you know, when you tap and swing with a grizzle brand, Jerry, you should know. It's probably yes. like, you know, all the alarms going off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really is true. It is. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, you get to play against people that you wouldn't normally play against. You get to see decks you wouldn't normally see. Uh, I, I think there really is a, a space for this, even when things do come back to normal and we can go back and play Paper Magic in person. Uh, I just I just feel it's just another way to enjoy the game. Yeah, I think on, just adding on top of that, too, it also gives you an opportunity to play with people that you would see all the time that you just can't right now, right? Like, if I want to play against a bunch of people that I know from my LGS, like, you can set up these matches and play with them. So that's also really cool. You know, it's a bit of a, a stand-in until we're, we get back to normal kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to go over before we moved on to our next topic? Um, no, I think that was pretty much it. I mean, I would uh, love to see you guys uh, post in there someday, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what's going on. Like maybe a, a, a Pat versus Jerry, you know, type of thing. Unless you guys do that already. No, no, we can do that. I mean, I always love Stomp and Jerry. It's it's always a good Lies. time. So. Lies. <laughs> I would stream that and watch that. <laughs> so here's, here's a question for you. Um, how many vendors are still, like, sending out cards right now? Because I know I'll, I know I'll be playing, obviously, this weekend. Uh, and there's some cards I actually need for my Blu-ray Delver deck that I don't have right now. You know, newer printed cards. So are people making, like, proxies right now? Or what, what are they doing exactly for these paper matches? So I think there are still a lot of vendors that are, you know, selling cards. And um, I know that I guess there were some concerns about um, TCG player. Um, Either their warehouses were shutting down for, you know, more safety issues. And uh, that could have impacted some of the inventory that's actually going out the door. Um, But I'm not really certain. I haven't really received too many um, additional packages. I mean, it's, it's kind of up to the person if they really want to have, you know, an external person um, giving them something where it's, you probably have to, I mean, put the hand sanitizer, yeah, hand sanitizer on top yeah. of your mail. It just, right, I mean, right. if you have to clean every single piece of mail that you get and then maybe clean the magic card that you get <laughs> just to make sure it doesn't have any, you know, chance of infecting you. Uh, it's, it's kind of scary. So yeah. um, I haven't personally done too much of that in buying cards, but um, I would say, you know, it's more acceptable now for proxies to be used inside of some yeah. of these uh, uh, webcam paper magic type of events because it's understandable. We're trapped right. inside. We're trying to just, you know, uh, be able to enjoy the game still. But, you know, if you don't have those things, um, just printing them out. I mean, honestly, I don't even own a printer nowadays, but <laughs> like <laughs> maybe just creating something uh, that is close and resembling that uh, mm. that magic card i think that that will at least allow people to you know stay sharp with their game and yep. uh, be able to play the game or play a new deck that um they really don't know like i would love to play doomsday just check it out and see how mm. bad i'm at it but like <laughs> uh, i'm sure you know it's going to take a lot of proxies to get there so right right uh, i wouldn't hesitate too much about like creating the proxies though. yeah well, I know also uh, vendors are still sending out cards. My buddy Josh actually just put together uh, Bug Walkers uh, today, ordering cards. Um, yeah, I think as long as people are safe. I mean, so for what we know about coronaviruses, it lasts on surfaces from anywhere from a few hours to a couple days. So unless you're getting it like overnighted, uh, mo- you know, get receiving things in the mail are, are, are uh, mostly safe, at least safe, much safer than getting them in person somewhere yeah my internet connection went like 
the shit for a second. Oh, I was wondering if I was wondering if the, if the orb was talking to you or not. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I think people can still uh, get cards pretty easily. Mm. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, I'll have to do some shopping tomorrow then. Hell yeah! What are you putting together, Pat? Uh, well, obviously it's gonna be Blue Red Delver. I just gotta get like I gotta get some Brazen Borrower. <laughs> some of the new pieces that have come out in the last few months I haven't picked up yet. So Brazen Borrowers, I think is good. Like, uh, uh, back me up on this. How long, How old is Brazen Borrowers? Probably I think six months. <laughs> right? More? <laughs> it's been out for a minute. Maybe. Eh, I'm slow to change, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yep. Uh, what about you, uh, Roland? What, do you, what have you been playing in Legacy lately? So Legacy, I have Blue Red Delver built. I was trying to uh, go back into Grixis, and I saw that uh, Hans Jacob Gottick was able to get have some success with it, and uh, it really just like fell flat on my face. Like just, I think one event <laughs> right before COVID happened, and uh, I just, I think I went like O2 drop, and then I tried it again last week during testing, and I got my face wrecked. So, um, I'm definitely off of Grixis for a little while now. Um, you know, flashing back thoughts with dread horror darkness sounds really nice, but in actuality, Uro, um, Oko and all those other crazy, you know, um, additions to the, the metagame that we've had from 2019 are just a little too powerful right now. So, um, I'm really hoping that, you know, maybe these decks can change a little bit, but my backup deck is mono red, uh, prison. And definitely enjoyed, you know, slamming down a turn one Trinisphere from time to time too. Hell yeah! I know <laughs> we we played some Paper Magic uh, over webcam a little while ago, and uh, you were you were playing that same uh, same deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, blue, blue Red Delver. Yeah, Blue Red Delver. Yeah, yeah, that one was. So I think I've changed it up a little bit since we played, but uh, I mean playing against show and tell sneak attack i mean those cards are just they're so powerful <laughs> <laughs> to be fair blue red delver is supposed to be like sneak and show's worst matchup or one of its worst matchups uh, I, I think i still got smashed though <laughs> you, you did you did i mean i don't blame you you were playing against me after all but know, no GP, <laughs> you know, top eight of the gp was sneak and show, so. <laughs> i've never top eight of the gp before and like i mean holy crap <laughs> you just want to you just won gen con no big deal <laughs> i had like two people don't worry about it <laughs> I mean, I think the big thing though is just Dreadhorde Arcanist. Like, I honestly think Dreadhorde Arcanist is not where Blue Red Delver wants to be. I think it it significantly slowed the deck down, mm-hmm. and that's not where you want to be with a Blue Red Delver deck. I, I think that new one one sprite, the Flying Haste Blue Red. Um, I don't think know, that's the answer either. I, but I do. I <laughs> think, I think going back to like, I think going back to that, that for two, like the one one sprite for two, Roland. <laughs> uh, listen to me. I think going back to that, like closer to the prowess build, is where Blue Red Delver wants to be right now. Speed it up a little bit, make it faster. I'm still going to have there. all the counter magic he needs access to. I just think Dread Dread Horde's more like reminds me of more like a Grixis card than a strictly blue red card. Yeah, and it, I, I feel it, like it. It wants to be in a, in a, like Dreadhorde. Just like you said, it slows. It's basically like a three. It feels like a three drop rather than a two drop. And I just I want to be playing more one and two drops in that deck. Yeah, I mean it is it is definitely a three drop, but also it it swings for one and swinging exactly. for one is not really what uh, Blue Red Delver wants to be doing. Exactly, exactly. So, and I also feel like it also it it 
encourages you to play more air in your deck too. Like the more dread hordes you play, the more brainstorms and well, obviously you're gonna play eight brainstorms and ponders, but you're gonna put some number of preordains in there. Um, and I just I just feel like the deck is better with more more gas and less air. Personally, that's fair. The uh, uh, I think the way that I've approached Blue Red Delver is slightly different from the current stock builds, and I've done the signature two stifles again <laughs> so that uh, I shaved off a land so that I could you know protect my uh, my fetches my lands um, and what uh, blue red delver offers is like a rock solid mana base right so mm-hmm. instead of having to be you know have one of my legs cut out from underneath me for a color in Grixis I I can just easily have basic lands in play mm-hmm. and um, be able to cast my true name without too much hesitation but uh, it's it's more reliant on uh, days and keeping the the mana base of your opponent in check. And yeah. I think you know sometimes you can just sneak the win in there. And on stream, I was able to help co-pilot uh, one match where reanimator player just like you know takes our uh, they unmask us and then they fetch and uh, entomb on their turn one and then pass a turn and like we really didn't have any answers. We get the stifle off the top. And then he goes fetch, trying to you know actually use a re- reanimate spell. Mm-hmm. That's the game. <laughs> we caught back up after that, so you know th- that doesn't normally happen. But there, it, there's always this chance that you know um, a correctly stifled activation is where it's going to be the turning point. So that's where I, I feel like you know using my judgment on like which which fetch to stifle is it the first one or the second one, and like you know changing up that. Um, uh, their known kind of play pattern, but then um, kind of putting them in this awkward situations like, all right, well, I was expecting to shuffle that stuff away with a brainstorm after I, mm-hmm. you know, fetched the first time. And uh, yeah, just now they're brainstorm locked. So it's allowing for those opportunities to crop up and then being able to, you know, capitalize on those little tiny tempo movements in your favor. And uh, that's where I've found success where it's like, you know, I actually have to protect young pyromancer much better Sometimes and or even like you know have three mana up so they can spell pierce that next uh, threat against your dread horde. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazen borrower has been like an all star, and right. being able to um, unfortunately have to bounce Uro sometimes, but Ugh. it's it's uh, pretty rough. But you know there's always answers for something. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, bouncing Uro still feels real bad. Feels real <laughs> bad. <laughs> I was I was playing against Travis on uh, for the Legacy Pit, and I had a Jace bounce Uru like three times. <laughs> I won the game. I won the game, but I I didn't like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, really does. Really a lot of does. lot of problematic cards released in the last year or so. A lot of problematic cards. Oh but, boy. Yeah. But this isn't that episode. We're not going to get too deep into into our complaining about 2019 still. <laughs> While we're four months into 2020. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I know I'm, I'm kind of running tight in time tonight because we got a little bit of a late start, but let's get into scoops and poops before we wrap it up here. Hell yeah. Jerry, who you want to scoop into top eight this week? Uh, I definitely want to scoop in Travis in the Legacy Pit. I had a blast with them. Uh, we streamed a bunch of it and people got to watch that. Hope people enjoyed it. Just, uh, it was a great time playing some, uh, paper magic and smack talking. Uh, <laughs> apparently the legacy pit does a thing where every time someone subs, you have to do a shot. So I ended up doing, uh, four or five shots of whiskey over the course oh, of the stream. <laughs> that is, uh, that's news to me. I was not prepared for that, but good to know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, had an awesome time. Hope to do it again soon. 
Nice. Any uh, poops? Uh, the rain. It's been raining for like three straight days here. I'm yeah, it's raining like crazy it. out. Yeah, but other than that, no, I'm good. I'm good. Tomorrow should be nice. Tomorrow should be yeah. nice. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, how about you, Roland? Who you want to scoop into top eight this week? Uh, I want to scoop in all the 170 new members that we've had for uh, MTGPO, and you know, definitely look forward to hearing from everybody and uh, you know, seeing their personal posts, uh, sharing what they're doing with the webcam, maybe their webcam setup. And uh, we just had one uh, Nick Dijon that was posting about his. I think he used barbells. I mean, these guys like lift weights all the time. <laughs> he's got something like yeah, he's got two barbells in there, like hanging over probably about like two or three thousand dollars worth of cars. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not using advisable. barbells as counterweights. <laughs> yeah, I would not advise that. But you know, um, I told him I gave him a you know a link to one of the phone mounts. So hopefully you can. Uh, get that in in the next uh, week or two but <laughs> yeah awesome awesome uh any poops um poops i would say the technology that fails me so <laughs> as we experienced tonight like that half hour that uh, you know took for second set up a little um you know it i think you just have to be patient with uh the situation that we're in even when you're inside of like one of these web conferences and you're you're waiting for your opponent to really set up just have the patience. And uh, unfortunately, my patience runs really low. And you probably heard me swear a few times. <laughs> so poops on that broken technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and it's always tough, too, when you're in like uh, everyone's ready to go and they're waiting on someone. And you're like, oh, God, like, of course, this is going to happen now. And it's always stressful. And no, it was fine. It was no, no big deal. So uh, glad to have you on, as always, man. My response is, if I can't hit it with a rock, I don't want the technology. (laughs) (laughs) So Jerry really doesn't dig cloud-based software. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't don't trust the cloud. Um, Let's see. Who am I scooping to top eight this week? Uh, Oh, you know what show I just started this week was Community. I've never seen it before. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Community is awesome. I'm like two episodes in. It's it's all right right now. So I think I'm sure it gets better, but. Dude, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it, so. it does get better, and then it gets much worse. Don't bother watching the last season. Oh no! <laughs> it pulls an office. It pulls an office, and it gets uh, like real real bad for its. Yeah, last but how's season. the finale? Because the, like the the last season, of the office is kind of weak, but the finale makes up for it. So, yeah, the finale is excellent. It's one of, probably one, maybe one of the best. Like maybe second to only Breaking Bad of like TV finales I've seen. Season three is the pinnacle of of uh, Community. How many seasons is it? Uh, six. Six. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah, and I don't, I, I don't have any poops this week. Uh, it's been a good week. I, I guess like schooling from home is kind of a drag, but, uh, you know, we're, we're getting through it. So I guess I, that's it, man. It's been, it's been pretty good. I don't have a lot of complaints right now. I'm still working and still trucking along. So it's been good. It's been good. Uh, so Roland, if someone wants to get a hold of you, um, I know they can find you on Facebook. Do you, do you do Twitter as well? Yeah, I do Twitter sort of. Um, it's at Roland MTG. And um, I open to, you know, always talking strategy with anybody. Um, And if you want to find me on Facebook, um, that's fine, too. Or even just, you know, on one of the discords right now that are, you know, hosting this webcam magic. So I'll be I'll be around and, uh, you know, available if you guys need any help set up. Very awesome. Very awesome. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming on this week, man. It was awesome to have you. Yeah, thanks Hell for having yeah. me. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be getting into Paper Magic. We'll be seeing more of that from everyone. And, uh, of course, check out the uh, MTGOP on, uh, on on Facebook. I'll have the link in the show notes. And, uh, you know, if you're looking into getting, you know, some of their resources, they have resources there as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it seems like a, a really great community that you're building over there. So thank you for that. 
Yeah. Well, it's the community. Um, yes. I, wait, was that your favorite TV show or the one that you're starting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just starting it. Just starting it. <laughs> just starting it. All right, cool. <laughs> um, awesome. All right. Well, you can find Jerry at JME3RD. You can find me at Pat Uglow. The stream is twitch.tv slash Leaving Legacy. Uh, find us on Hipsters. Join the Facebook group. Um, and you can email us, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And this week on Saturday, I will be on the uh, Legacy Pit stream, streaming some paper magic against, I think, against Travis again. So it uh, should be good. I should have a better record than Jerry for sure. And uh, uh, we'll just you know, put him to shame pretty much. And Do you know what my record was against Travis? Uh, no, I saw you beat him like, I think, two or three games in a row. <laughs> uh, actually, I almost forgot because Travis said he was going to be disappointed if I didn't uh, rub salt in the wounds uh, on this episode. <laughs> I, uh, I was undefeated against travis across multiple decks (laughs) very nice (laughs) we put 500 dollars a match and i beat him 7-0 in in matches 7-0 in matches oh my goodness oh my goodness that is a wow that is a drubbing that is a drubbing (laughs) man i wish i could uh play a gp against travis i'd top eight every time <laughs> Didn't he play a uh, play pox against you, or did he did he not play pox against you? Uh, we switched it up. I was playing sneak and show, and then I was also playing uh, blue white stone blade, which is really a, yeah. I, like whenever I'm tired of comboing off, I, I like to pick up the blue white stone blade because it's like the complete opposite. Yeah, just it's a like, bad deck. Uh, yeah, I mean, st- well, Stoneblade, it's probably not, like, T1 or anything like that, but I just really enjoy, like, bouncing Stoneforge Mystics and Snapcaster Mages with Teferi. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm not running uh, Arkham's Astrolabe because I don't want to give up my beta basics. So I refuse <laughs> to run ast- Astrolabe in it. Good for you. That card <laughs> should be in the format anyway. Good for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was playing that. And Travis uh, Travis has a bunch of different decks. So he played a couple. He definitely played Pox. Um, he played uh, like a bug control deck. Yep. He was playing um, Snowco against you, I think, right? Yeah, Snowco. Or maybe it was, bug, maybe it was the bug control, bug, bug Oko deck. Yeah, so uh, with Uro and whatnot. Yeah, that was that was it was fun to watch. I got to hang out for a little bit and watch you guys play, and and that was great. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for, for see what Saturday brings. It should be a good time. I think it's twitch.tv slash the legacy pit. Hell yeah! And as always, thanks to Justin Lutz, he's our audio tech sound engineer. Make sure that uh, that Jerry sounds good. He gets all the uh, the crinkling of Jerry's weed bag out of the audio, so we really appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, and he's also be- beyond being our audio tech, he's also my personal guitar tech too. He comes by and tunes my guitar. I leave it outside the door so we can practice safe social distancing. But he tunes my guitar for me. Gives it gives the uh, the fretboard a nice oil rub every other week, and it, it really just sounds it couldn't sound any better. Thanks to Justin. Yeah. Also, fun fact: he is uh, Starburn's nephew from community like actual <laughs> factual starburns I, I don't know who nephew. starburn is so uh you'll you'll get to, you'll learn to love starburns i'll let you know, i'll let you know when i i know i know Ab- abed <laughs> good abed good. and um uh there's like donald, the, the donald glover chick. donald glover's in it <laughs> yep um racist chevy, chevy chase chevy chase yep play, chevy chase play, is in it. Pl- playing himself yep <laughs> Good, Pat. Awesome. Awesome. Good. All right, th- Roland, thanks again for coming on, man. It was great to have you. Yeah, it was, th- it was great uh, to be on here. Thank you, guys. Yes, yes. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch you guys all next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.